0: Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week continues our new teaching series, Together. Together we are stronger. Together we impact. Together we are simply better. Join Valley Point Church as together we seek to be the faith community that God is calling us to be, a generous, life-changing community. We've chosen a great day to be at Valley Point Church, not just because we have wonderful news to share, but there's more good news in terms of how God is using this place and how God is using us, because we're the church. Church isn't a structure, it's not a building. Church is people who belong to Christ and have trusted in Him alone to save them, and it makes up this body called the church, and it is an amazing, powerful force that can really accomplish a tremendous amount of good. And there's nothing quite like the church when the church is working right. I love sharing stories with you of how God is using us to point people to real relationships that inspire real significance. That's our dream. That's our goal. That's our mission here at Valley Point Church, that we would truly just use everything that we have. To point people to real relationships, a real relationship with God and, of course, the people around us. That then inspires us just to go out and do significant things with the one life that God has given to us. So, real relationships and real significance. And that is happening here. About three years ago, I met someone for the first time who was invited by someone else to come to Valley Point Church. His name was Anthony Ragney. And when Anthony walked through the door, I met him and was immediately struck by how inquisitive he was about God. What is God like? What does God want for me? What is God's plan for my life? He was a true spiritual seeker, and I found that to be incredibly refreshing. I enjoyed my conversations with Anthony. And as we got to know each other, he shared with me that I really hope that my dad comes to church with me someday it wasn't long after Anthony and I had that conversation that his dad did indeed come to Valley Point Church. His dad's name is Stephen, and we met and immediately became good friends. And I sensed in Stephen that same hunger and that same spiritual thirst for God and what does he like and what does he want for me? He's got a plan, and I want to discover that. And it was just kind of fun to watch a father and a son tracked spiritually together. Again, very refreshing to watch. Stephen, as we got to know each other, shared with me some personal things that were happening in his life, and as he came to Valley Point, there were a lot of troubling things going on, and it was a very difficult time for him in his life, where he shared with me that soon he would be incarcerated, wasn't long after Stephen started attending that he trusted in Jesus alone to save him. And that was a wonderful day, and I remember that. And then I had the incredible, humbling honor of baptizing Stephen on one of our baptism events. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was a great, great day. Shortly after that, Stephen had to leave to go serve some time. So we got together, and we had lunch. And I remember sitting down with him and eating, and just with tears streaming down his face, saying to me, I just want my family to be okay in this whole process. I know I've got to follow through on this, but I want my family to be okay. And I hope in this process that my daughter starts coming to church as well. I said, Stephen, look, we're going to be praying for you, and we're going to be praying for your family, and we're going to keep in contact with them. And I think at the right time, at the right time, your daughter will come to church. Well, Stephen went away, and the next Sunday, his daughter, Miranda, walked through the door. And I remember being so excited about seeing her and thankful that she decided to come, knowing that my friend Stephen would be so thrilled that his daughter was actually here. And it wasn't long after Miranda started attending that she filled out a connection card and she checked the box that said, today I trusted in Jesus alone to save me. And I remember getting that connection card in my office and thinking, this is the best connection card ever that anyone has ever filled out. And I wrote to Stephen and said, Stephen, you're not going to believe this, but Miranda came to church and she filled out the card and she trusted in Jesus. And soon you're going to have the wonderful opportunity and privilege of coming to church with her. And I think that's going to be just an amazing day. Miranda was able to share a bit of her story and spiritual journey. And we captured that on video. We shared that with our life groups during our real home campaign, and I want to share a portion of that with you now so you can hear her words and what God is doing in her life. So let's watch this together.
1: About four years ago, my brother started attending Valley Point, and uh, shortly after, my dad started attending, and uh, he would ask me for two years, are you going to come to church this Sunday? I would said, one day, and it wasn't until last April um, when he got into some legal trouble and went to jail. And right after that, there was this overwhelming feeling I had had to go to church. There was no doubt in my mind. And it's very weird. Every week, whatever I struggle with, it seems like every Sunday, that's the message at church. And it's not really weird. I guess that's God speaking to me. And it's just an amazing feeling to be a part of such a great church with, you know, great people and God looking over me at all times. So for two years, my dad did ask me to attend church with him, and I never did, and, uh, It wasn't until he wasn't here that I started going. And in a couple weeks, I'll be able to go with him. And the day that I can walk into Valley Point Church holding his hand, it's going to be an amazing feeling.
0: Well, today is that special day, and it is so good to have you here and to know that God has just had his hands all over your family and guiding and protecting, and this truly is a special day. Stephen wrote to me all the time in prison, and he was much better at writing to me than I was in writing to him. These are all those letters, actually. I saved them all because they're so incredible. I just want to read a portion of one to you that was always so encouraging, This was a part of just about every letter that he sent. He'd always close by saying, let everyone at Valley Point know that I miss them all and I will continue to pray for the church. And I can't wait to serve God and Valley Point Church once again. And that humble spirit is an incredible thing to watch. And I know even after he got released this past week, he called and said, Hey, I'm available to set up signs. I'm available to tear down. And so we've already got them going. We're not wasting any time on that. Yeah. So Stephen's going to share a little something here about what God has been doing in his heart. And I want you to know the incredible thing is in the past 11 months, Stephen has read the Bible cover to cover three and a half times. Can you imagine? I haven't even read the Bible through three and a half times in 11 months and I'm kind of paid to do that. So I, that's a remarkable thing. Stephen, just share with us what God's doing in your life.
2: Uh, first, I want to give thanks and praise to God and my Savior Jesus uh, for his love and his strength and his hope and his mercy. Uh, to my loving wife, Donna, my daughter, Miranda, my son, Anthony, who led me here to Valley Point. Son, uh, Valley Point. Thank you, son. Special thanks to Valley Point Church and all its members and their families who have supported my family in prayer. And uh, just to know that uh, I was not alone and that my family was never alone. And it's just an awesome feeling to know that, uh, that a church like this and, and through Jesus and, and God, that uh, it got me through many days and many nights. I want to thank everyone who wrote to me, who took the time out to write, for those who came and visited me. I can't wait to come again back to serve. And uh, Pastor, uh, thank you for all your words. And I truly believe that this is real relationships and real significance in my life. And I want to thank you, each and every one of you.
0: The wonderful thing about Valley Point Church is this is a grace-filled place, and every time we open the doors, you just never know who's coming through and what they need and what kind of prayer they need over their lives and what shadows are there, what circumstances are, and so we open the doors, and this is a grace-filled place. So thankful that you're here. Welcome home. Welcome home. Thank you. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Don't take off so fast. Yeah. Let me pray over these guys, all right? Will you join me? Father, we're uh, thankful for life change that happens. And we see it right on this stage. And it's a wonderful story of how someone invited Anthony, and then Anthony came and really turned his life around. And Anthony invited his father, and And then Stephen has been inviting his family, and it's just a wonderful story of redemption and mercy and grace. And God, this is what you do for us. No matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter what is back there in our past, you are a big God who is rich in mercy. And so we thank you for this visual illustration today. Thank you for the opportunity to just celebrate The life change that is happening right here at Valley Point continue to bless the Ragneys. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Will you welcome them one more time? All right. So today is a good day, isn't it? We've got generosity happening and life change, and it's a wonderful thing. And I am so thankful. That You are here and let me share our big idea for the rest of our time And that is together we celebrate Together we celebrate and we have all kinds of things to celebrate from generosity To what god is doing in us and how we get the chance to move forward and celebrate that we get the chance to celebrate Life change as well. And that's a marvelous thing. We want to celebrate today now I've already shared the results of our campaign with you and let me just say this is our story now All right? This is part of the folklore of Valley Point Church. God came through for us. God did something for us. God answered a big request for us. God honored our huge step of faith. And this is part of our story now. And you need to remember this for as long as you live. It's a great story. In terms of what's next, first of all, let me say thank you for your generosity. I'm amazed at what God did in us, and it's just fun hearing the different stories come out about how people had really soft and sensitive hearts for what God wanted for us in this process. And so many of you stepped forward and said, all right, God, I'll share this, I'll give this, and that has allowed us to not only reach our goal, but to exceed it. And so thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your amazing acts of generosity. We have a campaign consultant who has been coaching us through our entire journey, and I shared these results with him, and he said, this is an amazing story, just incredible, and I've got to tell other churches about what happened in your life and some of the different things that you did to inspire them, because a lot of churches are ready to take big steps of faith, but often they shrink back and they step back because they just don't feel they can do that, or it's a bit scary the unknown, and what's on the other side. And so they just never go there. And he said, I've got to get your story out about how you moved forward without knowing how everything was going to work, but yet you did that, and God honored that step of faith. And I said, you share that story, and I'll be glad to help in any way that I can. But that only happens. That story only gets told because of the amazing generosity of God's people right here in this place. So again, thank you so much for what you have shared. What happens now in our process is that we finalize design of the facility. So you've seen seen the renderings and the pictures on the screen and in the different brochures that we have handed out and the design is pretty much finalized, but we've had to hold back on a few things to see what would happen with our campaign. Well, now that we know the results, we can continue moving forward and finalize the design, and I think that'll be a fun process. While that's happening, we will be preparing financially to get loan ready. So that's another thing that's spinning right now, and we might even get to move that process forward a bit faster, which is wonderful news. While we don't have a date for groundbreaking, if our commitments are met and we walk through our timeline in an orderly way, It's not out of the picture that we might be able to break ground at some point in 2015. So that's closer than what you might think. And again, if our commitments are met, that is a real possibility for us. So continue to pray for our water and our sewer needs. We're having meetings, working on that need. And we're in a position right now where we have two possible viable options for a water and a sewer solution on our piece of property. And I believe at the right time, God is going to open up those lines and we'll be able to continue moving forward. And when that happens, all right, remember this. Might even want to write it down. Those water and sewer lines will be the most holy sewer and water lines ever. Right? And come on. They're going to be a thing of beauty, and we're going to want to open up the ground and just look at that and say, look at what is flowing out of our building that God has allowed, and it's going to be great. Holy sewer lines, holy water lines, and we'll get to celebrate that miracle at some point as well. So write that down, all right? Be ready. It's going to be a great day. So today I want to share a paragraph of scripture with you from Joshua, and here's some background. In Jewish history... There is a phenomenal leader by the name of Moses. And God kind of handpicked Moses out of a bunch of people to lead the Jewish people out of slavery in Egypt. And they had been in slavery for hundreds of years. That's all they really knew. So, generation after generation after generation came and went, and they just knew slavery. That was their life. Well, the Jewish people finally started to cry and say, We want to get out of here. We don't want to be slaves anymore. We want a real home. We want water lines and sewer lines. We want a building. We want our own thing. And God heard that prayer and said, all right, well, I'm going to raise up a leader who can help you get what I want for you. And so God raised up Moses, and he indeed led God's people out of Egypt in a remarkable way. Well, Moses aged, and eventually he needed to hand over the baton of leadership to a new individual. That person's name is Joshua. So you've got Moses, and then you've got Joshua, these two different leaders. And God used Joshua in a very unique way to take his people from kind of wandering in the wilderness to what Scripture calls the promised land. Right, so they're doing this thing over here, wandering, trying to get to some place. And God said, I've got a promised land for you. This is a territory. This is a place that I want you to have and enjoy. And now I'm going to ask Joshua... To lead you into the promised land. There's a book in the Bible named after this great leader, Joshua, and it shares the story of God's people moving from slavery, which is all that they ever knew, to a real home. Now, what's fascinating about this is that when Joshua took over the reins of leadership, he was not a young man. Often we think of Emerging leaders is always having to be young and they've got everything together and they've got all kinds of energy. But Joshua was not a young man when God kind of tapped him on the shoulder. and he said, hey, Moses is about to go and I need you to do this. So here's what we find in Joshua 13, verse one. When Joshua was an old man, the Lord said to him, you are growing old. <laughs> Now, honestly, I think that's a very funny thing, because how old do you have to be if God himself looks at you <laughs> and says, you know, you're kind of old, Joshua, but that's all right. Forget about all that. I want you to lead my people. So this is why you got to read the stories in scripture. They're fascinating, and there's a lot of sarcasm here. And Joshua is not a young man. He's about 90 years old when he takes the baton of leadership and says, yes, I'll answer the call, and I'll take God's people into the promised land. So what we discover in the rest of the book of Joshua is that that's what he does. He actually leads God's people into that strategic piece of property that God had promised to them. It was their real home. Now, here's what happens in Joshua chapter 22. So keep in mind, they're there. They made it. They succeeded. The campaign was a win. And they are now in the land that God has for them. Joshua gathers all of the people together together. And he just begins to talk to them about here's what's next. Here's what we need to be thinking about. Joshua 22, verse 1. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh. He told them, You have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day. And now, the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest, as He promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. So they made it. They got there, and Joshua says, here's the deal. Here's what's going to happen next. Here's what I want you to be thinking about Here are the takeaways. Here are the next steps. Now, what I absolutely love about what we read next is it has nothing to do with the property. He doesn't even talk about the promised land. He doesn't talk about construction. He doesn't talk about that stuff. Instead, he focuses on some internal spiritual issues. And this is the same for us, all right? So let's take this in, verse 5. Here's what Joshua said. Forget about the structure forget about the building, you be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. And do this, love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Wow. Like those are some really powerful words here. Again, it's not about the land. It's not about what they were getting to do there. It was about what God wanted them to think about in their hearts. And so let's think about this again because it's true for us, right? So we've walked through our campaign. God has blessed in amazing ways. And the building will take care of itself. Here's what we need to be thinking about, church. Be very careful, all right? So this is for each and every one of us now. Let's be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave us. And here's how we do that. Love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. See, God's people, after years of ups and downs and wins and losses, they finally make it into the land. And along the way, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of trusting God for provision, a lot of moving forward without always knowing how everything was going to work. But yet they got there. They made it, and they did it, even though they didn't know how everything was going to work, even though they had to trust God for a provision, and even though they had a lot of lessons to learn along the way. So, church, listen. We have been on an incredible journey. We have been. I mean, this is an amazing thing that we've walked through where we have prayed and we have fasted and we have worshiped and then we have prayed some more and we taught through the book of Nehemiah and said, here's what God is saying to us. We have been on an incredible and an amazing journey of thinking about our potential future. And let me just review a bit of that history. In May of 2013, almost a year ago, I stood on the stage and said, it's time. Like it's just time to move from here to there here being the status of our organization now, and it's healthy and it's good, but we sense that God wants us to go there, where we will have a permanent real home for God, for others, and even for us. And we made that announcement in May, and that was just a lot of fun. And then in the fall time, we unveiled a bunch of town halls where we just shared information about what was coming. In January of this year, we revealed the structure and the building. And then in February... And March, we walked through our campaign. We've been on a great journey. It didn't just start yesterday. It started a long time ago, and it has been a wonderful journey. And along the way, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of trusting God for provision, and a lot of moving forward without always knowing how everything was going to work out. But guess what? God did it. God came through. God answered our prayers. And we now get the wonderful chance to move from here to there because God is with us. God cares about us. And God is in our plans. And this is the wonderful chance we have to remember a story of how God came through with lessons learned, a lot of provisions and trusting him for that, and moving forward without always knowing how is this going to work. Here's what's next. Here's our takeaways, just two for today. First of all, be very careful to obey God. Okay, this is the most important thing for us as we think about tomorrow and our future. It's not about the building and all of that. It's about let's be very careful as a faith community to obey God. What is God whispering into your heart? What is God kind of pushing on or or tugging at? He's asking you to do or asking you to become or he just wants you to obey in this area. That's going to be different for each and every one of us. We need to be very careful now to obey God. We've had a good win. God is with us. We've seen that. We're celebrating that. Now, let's just be very, very careful to obey God moving forward. Secondly, let's love God. Let's do that as well. So be very careful to obey God and then let's love God. And that's a nice thing to say. It's kind of an easy thing to say. What does it mean? Well, it means walk in his ways, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all your heart and soul. That's exactly what Joshua told the people to do in chapter 22 and verse 5. Walk in his ways, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Let's do that, okay? We've just seen God do something incredible. 43% beyond the goal is really amazing. Let's open our eyes and understand God is with us. He's here, we're moving forward. And so let's walk in his ways, let's hold firmly to him and let's serve him with all of our heart and with all of our soul. I love what Joshua says next, verse six. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away and they went home. That's kind of a funny thing to me as well. Man, they just had this great victory, and Joshua says, here's the deal. The land is going to be there, and we're going to occupy that, and we'll figure all of that out. We'll figure the building thing out. We'll figure water and sewer lines out. God's with us. This is what he's done. You be careful to obey God, walk in his ways, hold firmly to him, serve him with all your heart and soul. I'm going to bless you, and then go home. So we're about done, and it's almost time to go home. But before we do that, I want to just bless our church and ask God to really help us stay focused as we move forward. To help with that, I've invited some very special people to come and just pray over us. These are wonderful people who were here from the very first day that Valley Point began in 1971. And you guys can come on up now. These are people who have sacrificed and have been faithful for many, many years. And they're not as young as they were a few years ago, but yet they're still a thriving part of our faith community. I'm so proud of them and so thankful that they're a part of our history and a part of what happens here. And they're going to come and they're going to pray over us. While they're coming, there is a picture on the screen I want you to see. Yeah, this is from 1974, and that's when they broke ground on the Bethel Road campus for our existing structures there, and in the middle of this picture, but it's like a huge plow or something, isn't it? Is that how they broke ground back in the day? I'm not sure, but that's an enormous thing, but in the picture, you'll see in the middle, there's, there's a gentleman in a white suit, that's Pastor McQuaid. Pastor McQuaid was the very first pastor of this church and he served here for many years and was very faithful and passed away about a year ago and he really has a great legacy here. And then you'll notice to the right of Pastor McQuaid on the end here is a gentleman in some amazing white pants. That's this guy right here. This guy right here. Uh, I told him when we break ground again, he's got to find those white pants. <laughs> and somebody's got to wear them. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if Bob will, but somebody will wear those white pants, and that'll be just a wonderful day. But standing before you are four very precious people. And I want you to know that they are amazing encouragers. And, and God has used them in my life so many times. And they, they've gotten next to me and have said, hey, you just keep going and you keep teaching God's word and we're praying for you and uh, for your family. And uh, that I have the support and the encouragement of people who have been here from the very beginning is really valuable and it's really important. And so we've got wonderful, precious people on the stage. Will you welcome them, please? So this is Bob and Mary and Krause, and this is Lois and Bob Stamir, and from day one, they've been an active part of this church, and again, I don't think you look quite as young as that picture anymore, but you still look really good, you do, all right? I've asked them just to pray for us and over us and to thank God for our history and to also just project into the future and ask God to bless us. I discovered in the first hour when I kind of hand things over to them they're going to do what they want to do with this next part, right? And it'll be wonderful and it'll be great and it'll be sweet. Just enjoy this moment here of, of thinking about some very faithful people who back in 1971 stepped out and started a church which is a hard thing to do and then in 1973 to 1974 they stepped out and Had to gather money together and build what is what we now know as our Bethel Road campus, and that was a hard thing back then. And so we get to stand on their shoulders now and do the next right thing. And so, Bob, just uh, share with us and pray. And Lois is going to pray as well, and Bob. And we're so thankful for you. So,
3: let's pray. Our heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for what you have done at Valley Point Church. We think back to the days when we first started. It was difficult, but we never looked back. We put our hand to the plow, never looked back. And, Father, we just thank you for all the good that has been done with this church. Many people have been saved, baptized, baptized. Set out as missionaries, and just so many things that are such a blessing to you, to us. And we just pray that you continue to bless us and to watch over us. And we thank you so much for the victory that we have seen today. It's a miracle, a miracle of God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the many pastors that served during these years up to this point. But we thank you most of all for Pastor Eric, who has challenged us and has led us to this point. We love him, he loves us, and we've just it's just, it's just a wonderful uh, chance to be together we just thank you for what he has done his teaching is challenging and all the other things so father continue to bless us now as we look forward to what you have for us in jesus name we pray amen
0: well thanks for listening We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.